You think being meek is weak, huh? Try being meek for a week. Ain't that right, Shaq? Won't find no gold amending those of them that's going in for holiness. God goes with them. I'm about going harder. Walk with me through these martyrs and fathers. Definitely father for the father. Boy, don't get me started. Good evening, good evening, and welcome back to another episode of Into the Deep. Amen. I am so glad to be here tonight. I'm so glad to be the host of this show. God is moving through this show. God is moving through individuals who watches this show, and I'm glad. Amen. For, for those who don't know what this show is, we are a new talk show in Beaumont, Texas, where we bring the word. To the world so others can know who they are thus, thus fulfilling God's divine purpose in Christ. Amen. Amen. We expect to see miracles, signs, and wonders through each and every individual who watches this show and I am so excited that you're watching with us tonight. Amen. If you don't know we are in a series this for the rest of the year called Save heal and deliver no more traumas no more triggers and no more tensions amen so we, as we're in this series we've been talking about adam and eve the blind man the blind Bartimaeus, another blind man and we're going to continue in this series tonight but guess what i have someone who's going to help me bring out this word help me bring out more information on trauma, triggers, and tantrums. Amen. So if you, with no further ado, I'm just going to let her, bring her on the camera. Amen. Miss Jazzy Joe. Amen. How are you doing today? I am truly blessed to be here. It is an honor. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. For those who don't know, who haven't seen we this show with a guest on it we start the show off by getting to know our guests a little bit better we start with three questions then we go to two dreams and the reality 
and higher code. Amen. So, so first up, three questions. And the first question is, what is the your favorite thing you have bought this year? church we were having a family gathering with um, my children and grandchildren and um, I had needed something at the house um, no something had um, one of my grandchildren had put something in the microwave at my home and it burnt and with me being on oxygen it's different things I can't be around mm -hmm. and smell different smells is one of them so they were concerned about me going in the house with that smell mm -hmm. And so um, they were like, you can't come in with that smell. It's going to make you sick. And we ain't trying to get you in the hospital for no Christmas. And so he was like, let's hurry up and get you to the bedroom. Put you in there away from the smell. And I'm going to get, go to the store and get you something. Get something to air off the house. And I kept saying, no, don't worry about it. You don't have to. And he was like, no, 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 we got to get this done. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to ride with you. He was like, no, you stay home. You, you know, you've had, we had a long morning. You stay home, just go lay down, and I'm going to go. Well, needless to say, he went to a different store that he normally goes to. Why? Only God knows. And probably about 30 minutes later, I get the phone call. Um, that my husband had been into a car wreck mm -hmm. and it didn't look good. Um, he had been hit from a lady, from a vehicle that was coming off the highway at every bit of 80 to 90 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. And it hit him and he ended up on one wheel and spun around probably about 15 times and came down axle first, and then the truck came down. And he walked out without a scratch. Amen. Vehicle was totally, totally totaled. And he walked out without a scratch. And we know that was nobody but God. So that's what we were able to buy. Um, this year in 2023 with a new truck. Amen. All right. So, before we go to question two, I have to do this. If you can, just give a shout out to your husband. I give a shout out to my big papa. 
Everybody know that's what I call my husband. His name is Dennis Rubin, but he is my big papa. We have been happily married for 21 years. If I, if I was to tell y'all how we met, y'all wouldn't believe it. Um, I tell people all the time, um, it was definitely God sent. It was definitely God sent. Um, if you've ever read my book, you would read that I've been married three times. I call one of them my shotgun wedding, one of them my rebound wedding, <laughs> and one of them God sent wedding. And with this being said, I tell people all the time, nothing is perfect, but when you keep God in the midst of it, you, it's definitely a, a good deal. Because the Bible said when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And this is one thing I can truly say is he found me. I did not find him. And I'm going to just give y'all this nugget. He actually found me by dialing the wrong phone number. So just take that. You know, if you want to know a little more, you'll learn it once you get my book. Amen. So question number two, what is your dream vacation? My dream vacation. My dream vacation is family. I want me, I'm very family oriented, okay. and I want me and my family to go on a cruise, a Disney family cruise. We've been talking about it um, for a while, and I actually have to, because I also want me and my husband to go along as well, and I would love for us to go to even Jamaica or Cobb. Um, and I know God is going to allow that to happen. We were prepared to um, actually go on vacation right before I caught COVID two years ago. And since then, we have not been able to travel and do anything um, due to my health and some health issues. Mm -hmm. So I haven't been able to fly um, or even go on long travels in a vehicle. But I know God is a healer because right. I'm sitting here right Amen. now. So I know that God is going to allow us not only to do that with our family and our grandchildren and children, but he's also going to allow us to do that um, cruise, that um, getaway that we were supposed to have been doing because we were supposed to be going to Cabo for our 20th anniversary to renew our vows. So I know God is going to allow that to happen. It won't be 20, but Jesus <laughs> say, hey, we're going to make it. So, and question number three, if you had 15 minutes to spend $20,000, how would you spend it? 15 minutes to spend $20,000. Mm -hmm. Well, no question about that. First thing I'm going to do is take care of my church. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to take care of tithing, bless my leaders, and after that, family. So that one, I mean, that's, I mean, that's that's just how it is. No, you know, nothing about that. So, and I heard you say this. So, I want to also, you gave a shout out to your husband. Now, can you give a shout out to your church and your pastor? Yes, Greta Grace Temple here in Beaumont, Texas. Superintendent Emeritus R. N. Robinson, First Lady Robinson. To my GGT family, I love y'all dearly. 
I have a great leader, one that doesn't put, keep his neck on us. He pushes us to go out and do what God has us to do. He allows us to get out the four walls and mm -hmm. do what the ministry that God puts in us and allows us to birth and do it. He encourages us. Um, not only that, but he teaches us the right way. He, it's all biblical. If it ain't in the word, he'll tell you. If you don't believe it, go to the word for Amen. yourself. You know, and I love that about him. We're not a big congregation, but we're a congregation that stays together, mm -hmm. that prays together, that lift up each other. Um, and we're we we a fighter. We, we are a fighter. We are a church that just do whatever it takes. Because one thing about it is we keep God first. We're not about show. It's not about how many members. It's not about numbers. It's not about money. It's all about God. And if you ever just want to feel the anointing, I'm not saying everybody else church don't have it, but every time them doors are open, the presence is there waiting on us. Yeah. So I just thank God just for allowing me to be in a number and a member, a kingdom-minded, member of a, a, just a, a fellowship like that. So that is three questions. Now on to, I believe, one of my favorite segments is two dreams and a reality. So two dreams and a reality is two things that you have, two things that you hope for or that you want to accomplish and one thing that you have accomplished already. Let me start with what I have already accomplished first. And first I'd like to talk about my book. Um, let's see, my book came out in 2020. God gave me a book. He made me impregnate, impregnated me with a book. Now 12 years ago, because it's been out for two years. Almost three years. And when he gave me that book, it was for my healing. And um, a lot of people don't know I've been molested physically. I've been abused spiritually, mentally, and physically. Um, I started getting molested as a child in the third grade, all the way up to my young and adolescent ages. Um, it was someone that was very close, someone that was supposed to be protecting me and taking care of me. Um, and it traumatized me. And for years, I kept that deep inside. Um, I was born in the 60s, and where I grew up, and back then, we were told what goes on in our house stays in our house. And so that's what we did. We kept everything in, you know, so we didn't tell. Mm. And if we thought we were going to tell, we were threatened. Oh, I kill you, or I kill your mom, or you're going to get taken away from your parents, or... You will never see this person again, or your siblings again. 
you know, or, um, you know, a lot, a lot went on. And so being um, a young person, um, as I got older, knowing that that wasn't right and everything, um, not knowing who to cry to, um, who to go to, um, that was hard. Because it wasn't only me, but it was also um, an older sister that was also getting molested, which I didn't know because none of us knew that each other mm-hmm. would get molested by the same person as well as a brother. And so um, one of the siblings decided to step up and say something about it. And so when they did, um, we thought, oh, yes, we're out of this. You know, we're finally going to get the healing we need. We're finally going to get out of this household. We're going to get, you know, um, our mom's attention, you know. And, you know, we're going to be at peace, be able to mm-hmm. sleep at your, in your house, in your own bed, and not have to scream, you know, at nighttime or, or wonder and cry yourself to sleep at night, you know, things like that. And um, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, not because of the sibling that stepped out, but because of the weakest link. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was the weakest link. Um, I was used by my mother to tell a lie because at the time, she was doing the best that she know how Mm -hmm. with what she had. And so she used me to get up on a stand and tell a lie. So the title of my book is A Lie to Please Her Mother. Mm. And so for years, the other siblings did not know why I did that. And so I had a strange relationship with my older sister for years because of that, because she felt like I betrayed her, which I did. But she never knew why. So my reality is birthing that book and starting my healing. Um, Like I say now, that was 13 years ago. Um, I was um, 40-something then. And when I turned um, 40-something, I wanted to learn how to live. I had lived in fear for too long. Mm -hmm. I had lived in a bubble for too long. Hmm. Um, I had, I was literally, and this is my testimony, I tell people all the time, I was here on earth, mm-hmm. walking around alive on the outside, but dead on the inside. Wow. So I was walking dead. Hmm. And nobody knew what was going on on the inside and how hurt. I was because of the persona I was putting on on the outside. Mm. You know, so the previous marriages I was in, I didn't know how to be in a marriage because no one ever showed me how to be a wife. Mm. Because the mother that should have showed me Mm -hmm. 
never protected me, never showed me, because she was getting abused. She was getting mistreated. So how could she show me something when she didn't know herself? You know, so I just, I just did whatever. So my first marriage, I, I got married just to get away from my home, just to get out because I, I just, I couldn't stay there anymore. That was my getaway. I just had to get away. I, I just whoever was protecting me at that time, I just needed to get away. But we all, you know, we always think the grass is greener on the other yeah. side. Right. Especially when you don't know God, when mm -hmm. you, or you, when you know him, but you don't have the relationship you need right. to have. Because I knew God. My mother raised me up in church. My grandmother raised me up in church. I mean, we were Baptists. We didn't miss a beat. We didn't miss BTU, Sunday school, Sunday night. We were in church every single day, seven days a week. And if we mm -hmm. wasn't doing that, we would be in the streets. I mean, seven days a week. There was not a day went by that we wasn't in church, doing something for church, reading our Bibles, Sunday school, or whatever. So I knew God. I knew everything. I knew about that. I knew right from wrong. So I knew what was happening to me was wrong. But what I did not know how to do was speak my truth. Simply because of the threat, mm -hmm. um, the fear, being so young, being scared, and being in a household with seven other siblings and nobody was could see me. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm here, but I'm invisible. You know, um, that movie, Can You See Me? Mm -hmm. I, I never, um, I, watched, I watched that movie when it first came out, and I, 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 that, that was me. It wasn't about the skin color, mm -hmm. but it was like, hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm right here. This is happening to me. I, I, I want to kill myself. Mm -hmm. Plenty of nights I had the knives in the bed ready. You know, it pills from back then. If we knew how to get hold to them, I probably would have did that then. I tried as an adult. I tried going over bridges because I was so hurt. I was so broken. Mm -hmm. But when God allowed me and gave me my voice back mm -hmm. and I allowed him to come in to heal me, See, so many times people can't get healed because they're so broken and shut down that they don't allow God to come in. Oh, but if you just allow him, woo, just allow him. Just allow him to just come in. You know, we give the devil an inch a lot, and we know what he takes. Just imagine if we give God the Holy Ghost, mm. the Son, an inch. Mom. Just imagine, you're looking at You're looking at deliverance. Mm -hmm. You're looking at survival. You're looking at saved. You're looking at kingdom. Come on. I should have been dead 
a long time ago. They still tell me they don't know how I'm here. Because I have lungs that don't function, but I'm here. Come on. Everything in my body is, is right now shutting down, but I'm here. Because I have a God that sits high and look low. I know what the doctors are saying, but see, I have a doctor that's high. So that's my reality. And as long as God allow me to keep breathing, even as with this oxygen, I'm going to walk it, I'm going to talk it, I'm going to live it, I'm going to shout it, and I'm going to tell it every chance I get. Amen. So that was our three questions and two dreams. Oh, no, two dreams. I'm sorry. My dream. So my, my one, I told my reality, which was my book. So my dream is I want my book to make a difference in the world. Why? Because my voice was able to be heard. Since I have written my book, you would be surprised the people that I grew up with, the people that my cousins, my family members that I was raised with that have called me and said, cousin, I didn't even know you were going through that. I was going through the same thing with my uncle or with my stepdad or with my Stepbrother, how did you forgive? How did you go through this? How are you still here? I mean, what, what, what is it? What is, you know, the first thing they ask me is, how do you forgive? And I look at them and I tell them, the forgiveness is not for them. It's for us. And the Bible says, forgive 70 times 7. And how do we expect for God to forgive us for the little minor things that we do daily, some unknown and some known, but we can't forgive the person that we're looking at right now hmm. or that we're living with or we're beside us every day or in school with. Or we have people that are dying hmm. every day. Someone, I can't remember who it was, just recently, was saying that they had a sibling that they had not talked to in over a year or so. Mm. And passed by that sibling and didn't say a word, and not too long after that, got a phone call and that sibling had died. Now, think about me and my sister being estranged. I would not been able to live if that would have happened to us. Because believe it or not, although that was going on in our household, they yet raised us to be a tight-knit family, mm -hmm. to be there for one another, to love each other. But when we got older and realized that it was not only happening to one of us and happened to so many, we were so hurt, we were so angry, we didn't know how to turn to each other. Mm -hmm. So 
We went our separate ways. Or we had relationships or other significant others that pulled us away from family. Mm -hmm. I was away from my family for years. Didn't talk to them. At the time, phones was out. Didn't see them for years because I was so hurt and broken. And I allowed that to go on because I thought, oh, they're protecting me from them. Mm -hmm. But that's what the enemy wants us to think. But we got to find out, go to the word for ourselves to know without a shadow of doubt. That's not, that's not a God. That's the art of confusion. And God don't allow for nobody. The Bible tells us, don't go to bed at night with rest. I don't care who it is or what they've done. Oh, yes. I never said it was easy. <laughs> I told y'all how many years. But I can tell you now, that same person I take care of, I speak to daily, tell each other, we tell each other, we love each other, and we have an awesome relationship. And yes, they have asked for forgiveness more than once. So that's my dream, is I want not only my book, but my other two books that I'm getting ready to write, which are my other dreams. I want to be on every platform around the world to allow girls and boys especially girls of color like me, to let their voices be heard. Because so many times, they shut us down. Mm. They shut us up. Just recently, um, they have something on TikTok about um, something going on, and they put tape on top of tape, on top of tape, on top of tape, because that's how we feel. Because every time we try to voice our opinion, this is a man's work. Or our opinion don't matter. Or what did you do to make that person do that to you? You know, not even just with men, with women too. I mean, not with women, but with men too. So it's time for our voices to be heard. So that's my dream. It's, we got to stop shutting down and allowing the enemy to use us in our homes, in these schoolhouses, and even in the churches. Because yes, people are getting molested in churches. People are getting molested at school. People are getting molested in their own homes, at their babysitters, at daycares. It's time out for that. It's time for their voices, our voices, to be heard. And it's time for that person on that other side to not only stand up and be take actions for their, the responsibility for their actions, but it's time for them to get healed as well. Because see, a lot of people don't know that when someone is doing that to someone else, 
I guarantee you 99.90% they that's been done to them because that happened to Mama Lester as well. And I didn't find out until probably maybe two years ago. So hurt people hurt people. So we can't just assume that we are getting hurt just because they're, that's just the way they are. Don't you ever believe that. And don't believe you deserve to get hurt because the devil is a lie. We don't deserve that. God is telling us what we deserve. He said he'll put us on a land, in a land of milk and honey. He said he'll open up the floodgates of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we won't have room to receive. So you better know who you are and whose you are. Because see, at the time, when I was walking around here dead on the inside and alive on the outside like a zombie, I was lost and did not know who I was. Oh, but if you ask me now, oh, but if you come to me now, you just know everywhere I trade, my light will shine. Why? Not because of Jazzy Joe, hmm. but because of him up yeah. above. The agape love that he have allowed me to have and to sow and to show and give right here on earth. So that's my dreams and my reality. And I know he's going to allow me to be here as long as he wants me here Amen. to do just that. So we're just going to go ahead and dive into the scripture because that's a great segue. Um, so it's John chapter 5. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. So am I reading or you reading? I can read it. Okay. It reads, Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool which is in Aramaic, is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid, an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Mm -hmm. Verse 7, Sir, the invalid said, replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up. Pick up your mat and walk. At once, the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on the day on which this took place was a Sabbath. Amen. So, so before we really dive into the text. I just got a couple of definitions for us. Amen. So the title of this series is called Save, Heal, and Deliver. 
no more traumas, no more triggers, and no more tensions, right? So I, I thought about, so what are the definitions of trauma, triggers, and tantrums, right? So a trauma, one, a word that we hear a lot, is an emotional, an emotional response to an intense event that threatens or causes harm. Now triggers, right? So we think of triggers, if you think, if you think of a trigger, most people would think of something that's on a gun or something that happens that makes us do something. Mm -hmm. But a trigger is defined as a small device that releases a spring or catch and sets off a mechanism. And attention, now this word, we think of a child, but attention is an uncontrollable outburst of anger or frustration, okay? So these three words and with these three definitions. So now the text. So here we are, this man. So here Jesus is just going through and he's going to a party, he's going to a feast. And he comes across this man who's been lame, who's been in his condition for 38 years, right? And in this town, there was this pool, there was this place where if you would get into the water and it was troubled, you'll be healed, right? At a certain time of the day, right? And then Jesus comes to this man and he asks him if he wanted to be healed. And then it, we ended by he was healed, right? So I'm a, I'm a really big detail guy. And I'm like, okay, so Jesus is going to this festival. He comes across this man who's been laying for 38 years. And when Jesus asks him, do he want to be healed, right? He says, I have no one to help me. Uh -huh. I'm like, okay, that, that's great. So I'm thinking in my head now, God, this man has been in his condition for 38 years, and he tells Jesus he has no one to help him to the pool. But, but, but here's the thing that also reminds me. He, he wasn't always in this spot. He had to get to this spot. So he had to get someone to help him to get to this spot. And... What, what, I, what, what came to me was that there will be people to help you get close mm -hmm. to, to your healing. There will, there will be people to help you get close. But they won't, be people, but they won't bring you all the way in. That's it. You see, and what, what God revealed me, there are sometimes people who are only willing to get who are only with you because of your condition. Uh -huh. Because not only does it give you attention, it gives yeah. them attention. Yeah. They say, okay, I helped them get here. I'm yeah. going to help them tomorrow. Uh -huh. You see, they're not looking to help you, but they're looking to get attention from helping you. Amen. All right. So, now, that's one detail I seen. And the other detail I seen was that when Jesus asked him, did he want to be healed? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, did, when he asked him, do you want to be well? Uh -huh. He replied, 
have no one to help me into the pool when the water is turned. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Right there. Right. So the man's been stuck in his situation for 38 years. And he he see he, he sees a way to get healed, which mm -hmm. is through the pool. And instead of this, instead of answering the question that Jesus gave him, he gave him an excuse. Uh -huh. You see, oftentimes our situation, we know of ways to get, we know of ways to get better. We, we know of things to get better, right? And we, we, we try those ways and it never seems to work. So we put excuses to it. I'm this way because, yeah. right? So when people ask us, do we want to get, do we want to get better? We give them, I've been trying, but this. Mm -hmm. I've been trying, but that. But but what what God wants us to, what God wants you to know tonight is, yes, you've been trying, but do you want to be made well? Mm -hmm. You see, oftentimes our trauma, not only does it get us attention, but it gives us excuses. Mm -hmm. So, so many people don't get well because of the attention, but also so many people don't get well because of the excuses. So, do you want to be made well? So, I have an intake on that, and mm -hmm. I love the way you put it the first time. Yeah. You were saying your detail. You know, somebody had to help him mm -hmm. get there. Right. He wasn't there all the time. So... Whether um, each time the, the angels troubled the water, he might have not been as close, but he each time mm -hmm. he got closer and closer and closer. And when you sent me this scripture, mm -hmm. I read it and I was like, oh my God, you know, this is just mm -hmm. definitely destined for, for me to be here. Because I read that as if that was me. Mm -hmm. um, July 2021, um, when I caught COVID, or I tell people when COVID caught me, <laughs> um, it attacked every organ in my body. Mm -hmm. So I, I had a stroke. I had a stomach bleed. I was paralyzed on the left side. I could not walk. I was incontinent. I could not talk. I could not eat. I coded twice, maybe three times, twice that I remember. Um, I was in the hospital from July all the way up into December. Um, I did three rehabs, and um, almost didn't make it. Mm. But when you said that when Jesus asked him, do you want to be made whole? Mm -hmm. I, I, I heard or felt myself lying in that bed paralyzed for three months, mm -hmm. not being able to do nothing for myself, right. not being able to feed myself, not being able to go to the bathroom, not being able to move nothing but one side and barely moving that side, 
not being able to talk to my husband because he was in the hospital on another floor, sick. Um, not being able to see him, not being able to talk to my children or see him, my grandchildren, friends or family, not being able to go to church. I mean, not nothing. And as I was laying in that bed, I, I didn't get depressed. Mm -hmm. and not one time did I get depressed, but I was confused because I was like, God, I'm not going to ask you why me, mm -hmm. but I don't understand why everything had to shut down. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the purpose of everything? Mm -hmm. And God brought to my attention about Job and how he lost everything. You know, and all I could do was just cry. <laughs> and it wasn't sad tears. I was actually praising him. And those six months that I laid in that hospital or in the nursing homes and the rehabs, I went from working in a nursing home to being in that same nursing home. Where you hear that at? <laughs> You know, but it goes to say when um, I started meeting my doctors, I had so many of them coming, trying to save my life. But each one of them, as they came, and I started recognizing who was who, from the heart to the lung to the um, um, to the oncologist to the the PCP to the um, um, CDC doctor, because, you know, COVID was so bad, I had to have all of that. Mm -hmm. I was in a bubble, you know, I couldn't get out. What came in couldn't leave out, right. you know. Um, when, when they came in, they had to be booted mm -hmm. from top to bottom, right. you know, and I felt like I was just so dirty, I was just, God, you know, I'm your child. Why would they treat me? Why do I have to go through this? You know, and God said, why not you? Mm. And my daughter was able to get to me at, at a time, and she said, Mom, God said, this is not for you. Mm. This is for the people around you. So while you land here, don't be praying for you. You pray for the people around you. Mm -hmm. My first time in that emergency room, I stayed in there for two days waiting on the ICU bed. Mm -hmm. And you talk about trauma. I heard cold blue so many times mm -hmm. and the beeping of life support going off so many times that I know the first two nights that I stayed down there, at least 50 people died just in, within those two nights. From babies to, to, to older people, geriatric, around me. Now I'm laying in the bed, paralyzed, not able to talk, not able to do anything for myself, 
but nurses and doctors coming in my room crying. We shouldn't have lost that patient. That one shouldn't have went. We should have been able to save it. But see, I was out, but my ears were still working. My mind was still working. So they weren't aware that I was hearing everything that they were saying. And I immediately started praying for the healthcare workers, the essential workers, and every soul that was taken those two nights. And that's what God told me to do. Pray for those souls. Because at the time, they didn't belong to me. Mm. But before it's time for me to come, I need those to be written in the Lamb Book of Life. And that's what I did. So as I started getting to um, where I knew I was and what was going on, every doctor that came to me, the last thing they would say to me is, Miss Rubin, do you believe me? Never met these doctors in my life. They didn't know me from Adam. But they would say that. They'd look at me and they'd always touch my foot that was not working. And they said, Miss Rubin, do you believe me? And I would always look at them and do this. Or I would have them because I, I, I had a board that I would write on. And they'd say, don't never stop. So, I, I looked at him at this pool for 38 years. And in your mind, you wonder, well, he got there somehow. But when he finally made it close enough to maybe put a finger or a toe or something in, why didn't he get there? Mm. So I look at it like this. It took me a while to get there. Mm -hmm. But you got to have a little faith of your own. They tell me it's just the mustard seed. Hey, you know, just, just a little mustard seed. Mm -hmm. Something that's so tiny, we probably couldn't even find it on the ground if we dropped it right about now. But when Jesus did come up to him, he had to build enough faith in them 38 years to when Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? Mm -hmm. He didn't even have to get in the troubled water. But through his faith, he was made whole. And Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. So I just imagine that's Jazzy Jump. Laying in them beds day in and day out, not being able to move, paralyzed, not being able to talk, feed herself, not being able to be with her family, her children, her husband, going to church. And every day in these doctors, and I had doctors that would stay in the emergency rooms with me, in my rooms with me, 24-7, wouldn't even go home. That's how sick I was because they didn't know from night to night whether I would make it. Them people 
but they knew and served the same God. To serve daddy that I served. So I knew who my doctor was. Mm. And they knew who they doctor was. Because they tell me all the time, it wasn't me. It was the God in me that helped kill you. So I can just imagine Jesus telling me, Joseph, take up your bed. And what? So when them PTs and OTs and STs came in there, I was determined that I was going to walk again. Yeah, I started off in a wheelchair. Went from a wheelchair to a rollator. Went from the rollator to the walker. Went from the walker to the cane. And look at me now. Hmm. I went from 150 milliliters to three milliliters of oxygen. You think I'm going to complain? You don't think I get triggers? You don't think I was traumatized? I'd be lying if I tell you I did. I had some midnight hours. Look out, because the book is coming. And the mm. title of it is Midnight Hours. Because I know if it wasn't for God, my Jehovah job, my provider, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. Because I thank him for that troubled war. And allowing me and instilling in me before all this happened, that faith that I was able to have and be able to nourish and read. So now the day went by when I would read Psalms 37 and 3. Will you trust me? Mm. Ezekiel 37. Will these dry bones live? You know, when he asked me, will these dry bones He said, God, well, you know, you made them. Why are you asking me? You know what they were doing. You're the one who formed them. So just imagine when he got ready to just blow that breath back in. Just blow that breath and heal the ill man of 38 years. The woman with the issue of blood. Mm. Raised Lazarus. I can go on and on. Hallelujah. So, after the man gave his excuse, right, that when he tried to get into the pool, that someone else would go down ahead of him, right? And the thing Jesus did after he gave his excuse is he told him what to do, mm -hmm. right? So instead of, see what most people would do like for this, they said, okay, wait, God, wait, wait, man, wait. Uh -huh. they, this pool is why I get my, supposed to my uh -huh. Like, 
and I can't even get into the pool, what would make you think I can get up and walk? What would make you think that? But instead of that, what the man did was he got up. He, he, he was cured and he picked up his mat and he walked. Right? So, and, and this thing about this little phrase, get up, pick up your mat and walk, God told me, is what most people would do is, most people would get up and they would just walk. Right? And bypass that second part. Uh-huh. They would get up and leave their mat there. My and God. Walk. They would get up and forget all about what they've been through uh-huh. for the past 38 years and God. walk. But in what God is saying, yes, you can get up, but pick up your mat too. Yeah. And walk. You you, you can you, you you can be saved. Yeah. But you still what you're not completely healed. Yeah. You, you see there's a process That's going it. on. That's it. So get up and be cured, be saved. Now pick up your mat so uh-huh. I can work in you and through you. Yes, yes. And walk. Yeah. So what God is saying is the reason why some of us have triggers that we don't know and some of us throw tantrums that we don't recognize mm-hmm. is because we left our trauma and we forgot about it. When we walk away from what happened to us, we walk away from that intense event in our lives yeah. and we say, okay, I'm strong. I'm, the only way I can get stronger if I forget about it. My God. The only way I can get better uh-huh. if I forget about it. If I don't mm-hmm. talk about it. If yeah. I don't let anyone else know My about God. it. My the the only way I can Ooh. get better. The only way I can heal Ooh. if I don't talk about it. Huh. But what God is saying, matter of mm. fact, the purpose of this whole series is so we can talk about it. That's it. Amen. That's it. So what God is saying, okay, go back and pick uh-huh. up your mat. Go uh-huh. back and talk about it. Go back and let someone know about it. Go yes, back and talk yes. about what you've been through. Because, matter of fact, I've, I've talked about being addicted to alcohol, but there were so many other things I've been through. And I'm like, okay, I've talked about alcohol. I'm good. I'm healed. But God said, so I started the show. And then through the show, God also brought out some other events in my life. And I'm like, okay, I'm not whoa. I thought I was healed from that. I thought I was uh-huh. over that. Oh, but yeah. God says, I'm not. Yeah. And so he says, go back and pick it up. Talk about it. That's and it. now you have this platform so others can talk about it as well. Yes. Because of, it was, it was um, that me and my ex-fiance, we had a miscarriage. And most men don't talk about that That's because it's... Many people believe a miscarriage is only on the woman's side yeah. because they they they're, they're enduring such a pain. Yeah. But what most people don't understand that men go through that trauma as well. It's, exactly. it's not the same, but it's a trauma yeah. because of they a man plants a seed and they they're wanting exactly. this seed to grow and see the seed yeah. grow. But now they have something in now that that seed is not it's there anymore. It's been lost. It's been taken away. And what God is saying, now it's time to talk about it. Because talk about the pain that you endure. Talk about, because the thing is, I talked about being addicted to alcohol. But the alcohol was a trick, was was a tantrum that I was doing. Mm-hmm. It, it was an outburst of something. Yeah. It, was an uncult, it was an uncontrolled outburst of my yeah. frustration yeah. of the miscarriage. Yeah. Cover up. See, 
And like, oh, I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness, God, that was crazy. I'm like, okay, so, so talk about. It. So I'm like, okay, there's there's men who need to talk about it. Yes. Like they they're going through life. Yes, they 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 put it away and say, okay, I had this miscarriage. Oh well. Yeah. Matter of fact, not just miscarriage. Okay, the, my my ex gave away the gave away the baby that I wanted. Talk about it. Talk about that feeling. Talk about how it made you feel. Talk about how it brought you into a state of depression. How it made you feel like, okay, I, I created something and now it's gone. Mm-hmm. Talk about how it you lost your creativity because of that. Talk about how you you didn't want to live anymore because of that. Come on, come on. And his my God. I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. I grew up knowing who God mm-hmm. is. But yet I still, because of that one event, I lost it all. I said, forget about it. Oh yeah. So don't just get up, pick up your mat and walk. That 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 pick up your mat. That mm. the get up is something my, to my, rejoice my, my. about. Something yeah. to be happy about, but pick up your mat. That's the thing I yeah. rejoice about. Pick up your mat. Because the thing about it is, and um, I heard a preacher talk about it this way. You, you've been stuck to the mat. Mm. The mat has been, you've been sitting on the mat for, for 38 years. And, and the preacher said it this way. Pick up the very thing that has been holding you down. Come on now. See, and God gave, me, God gave me this way. The mat, for 38 years, the mat was overcoming him. Mm. But now, come on, when Jesus come on. said, get up, pick up your mat, now you are an overcomer come of your mat. Now on, you are an on. overcomer of That's your situation. It. That's it. So, because listen, when I heard the preacher talk about this very text, I'm like, God. Cause I, so when God gives me a text, right? I'm like, okay, this is a great text. I get excited to even study it. Yeah. But then when God gives, what God sends me like a video on YouTube or or TikTok or whatever He sends it to me, and he and the and they start preaching, I'm like, God, I'm like, I get blown away. Yeah. Matter of fact, when yeah. God sent me this video, He sent it to me at work, right? I'm like, when I when I work, I listen to different sermons. I'm like, I just go through, I just listen to it. And I'm like, okay, God, okay, but. When the when the preacher started preaching on it, listen, <laughs> I, I started jumping. I'm like, I started jumping and I started looking around. Nobody seen me, but I was jumping. I was excited. I'm like, it, it was this amazing moment for me. And th- this very text, I'm like, okay, God, pick up my man and walk. Pick up the trauma. Talk about the trauma. It, it is because the, the the title of this series is. No more traumas, no more triggers, no more tantrums. And in order to be no more, we have to pick it up. We have to talk about it. We have to. We have to acknowledge it first. We have to not. In order to talk about it, we have to acknowledge it. Just imagine if everybody, every man, Mm -hmm. every woman, do what God has allowed for us to do. Mm -hmm. Think about the suicides Mm -hmm. numbers that will go down. Think about the children that would not end up in the streets, not end up runaways, not end up in in sex trafficking or drug trafficking. Just imagine. 
You know, used to be black folks didn't believe in killing themselves. Now every time you turn around, they killing themselves. When I grew up, we didn't know about that. Because I'm just being real, it's not being racial. African Americans just been doing it. We got through it. They might have been an alcoholic. They might have been a drug addict. They might have been a sex addict. Some addict. But they didn't kill themselves. But you look at 2023, honey, we through the charts. I don't care whether they got the money. I don't care if they professional. I don't care what they are. They killing themselves. Why? Simply because they have this facade. That's what I call the book. Quit living in the book. Y'all know what the book is. Quit living in the book. You living in the book one way, and on the inside, you tore up from the floor. So it's time for y'all to shut the book down. A lot of y'all need to shut it down and don't open it back up. This is the book y'all need to be open. Because that book is destroying lives, minds, families, children, relationships, and everything else. Because they think everything they see on any social media platform is true. Baby, go read it for yourself. Everything you see ain't true, ain't real. Them people trying to make it just like you. Just like you. Um, the girl, I can't remember who she is, the singer, that just gave her life to God. Um, she went and got all the uplifts and the facelifts and everything she got taken out. People thought she was fake. She, they tell me, was making millions of dollars on social media. And she shut that page down. And people saying she's crazy. Now, if you know like I know, if you got a God that sits high mm-hmm. and look low, I already said he'll open up the floodgates of hell and pour us out a blessing that mm-hmm. we won't have room to receive. Why do we pour us out that blessing that we won't have room to receive? Because he wants us to have the overflow so we can go and bless somebody else. We ought to be a lender and not the ball. We ought to be able to go and bless others. So do you think if she gave her life to God, she worried about social media paying her? When God gave her everything she needs, her name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. That's better than money. She's going to live forever. And they up here telling her on social media, she crazy. She done lost her mind. You need to go find her. Pick up your bed and walk. Because of his faith, he was healed. Just like Jesus said, when the woman with the issue of blood, who touched me? Because of your faith, 
I'm not here by accident. Because of my faith, it just is dark. It was instilled in me from a little girl. And I have to work at it daily. Just a daily life. When you with God, just like you gotta work with your husband or your wife, or have a, a communication on your job, or communication with church, you got to do the same thing with Jesus. It's a daily walk, baby. You can't just pick it up and put it down when you walk through it. It's not just a Sunday and a Wednesday thing. It's an everyday walk. An everyday talk. People are looking at our lives. We the Bible. We the church. We are what they read. Are you giving them the right thing to read? Because guess what? They mimicking us. <laughs> my grandchildren told my daughter, um, come on, y'all, let's, let's, let's play church. <laughs> and um, one of them said, well, I'm going to do like Momo do. And my daughter, she said, what y'all doing? We do, we Momo. We been in church. We acting like we in church. We doing like Momo do. And they say, why y'all doing that? Because that's how our Momo do. They going to do what they see you do. So if you in church and they know you real, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> if you out there in the world, they're going to pick up something and roll it up and act like they smoking a cigarette. They're going to pick up a cup and act like they drinking their liquor. They're going to draw on their bodies and act like they got tattoos all over. I'm sick. They do what they see you do and act the way you act. So what persona are we giving our children, our future, to walk in, to live in, to talk in, to breathe in? Are we going to teach them how to take up their bed and walk through faith? Are we going to teach them how to live in the streets? And let the enemy have We in the world. Because I heard you say this, um, and you kind of mentioned it uh, in your testimony as well, is that God will open up a window and pour you out a blessing. And not just for you, but for everybody around you. So, At the beginning of the year, I said, okay, I stopped asking God just to bless me, but allow me to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. So that means allow me to bless those around me. Mm -hmm. So that's what, that was one of my, that was one of my number one prayers, is allow me to be a blesser. And, listen, I, I thought it was just like with natural things and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and to pray for them, right? But, and then March of this year, God gave me the option, gave me the platform for the TV show. Yeah. Right? Because I always wanted something like this. I always wanted a show, right? But I'm like, okay, cool. I can just do a couple of Facebook Lives and mm -hmm. I'm good. But then he gave me the platform for the show. And he said, this is it. 
not only will I make you a blesser for the natural things, but I'm going to also make you a blesser for the spiritual things. So, he gave me the layout for the show and all that, and all. He, he allowed, like, different other guests to come in and all that, and he said, this is what it is, this is what you've been praying for. And when he gave me this platform, said, yes, thank you, God, but I also gave it back to him. Like, you gave me this platform, yes, yes. but I'm also giving it back to That's you. That's right. I don't want this for the fame, but to be a blessing. That's it. So, yeah. And from what I'm seeing through individuals in the show, and my, my life as well, because let me let you know, this show is has shown me so many different sides, has shown me so many different things, and it also has brought people into my life. Uh, to help me out with building this platform and building the show and brought many other individuals into my life. But it, but I'm also seeing how it has impacted yes. others' lives yeah. as well. Yes, because yeah. let me let you know something. It's going, it's going to be on the next episode. Uh, we have a... It's going to be... Next episode is going to be an, author, an author's Q&A. Yeah. So it, it's going to be that first book, Blind... Yes. The beginning of that first book and the book tour. So I'm, I'm seeing the very thing that God is doing through the show. Not just on Tuesday night, but throughout the rest of the week. Yes. And I'm, I'm just thankful for what God is doing. That I'm thankful that God gave me the strength to get up, pick up my mat, and walk. I'm thankful that, because not, not because of my trauma, that I'm stuck. I'm not stuck That's in my right. trauma anymore. That's right. I'm able to express, because the very thing is, you see, God has gifted me to be a public speaker, right? And because of my trauma, I shut up. I stopped talking. Yeah. I said, okay. Even I even put away the very prophecies that God allowed in my life as well. But and I, I just stopped talking. And when things like that happen, I just shut down and walk away. And then God allowed a moment in my life for me to be reconnected to him. But God, but God. And I'm just thankful for him. It is amazing. <clears throat> and it, this text is amazing. Like, it, it is truly, I, truly amazing because, you know, um, before COVID, I had my um, my talk show um, on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. um, it was called... Um, <laughs> but I was able to do it and I, I did it for a long time um, with the reach out ministry the reach out ministry and um, we had so many talks about so many topics mm -hmm. and um, I ended up getting sick like I said I lost my voice and what they would talk for a long time and went through a whole lot and God had been telling me it's time to get back um, about your father's business mm -hmm. Um, because not only was I doing that, but I was also, I had a, a street ministry as well. And so when I um, started seeking God about it, um, I, um, I went back to the reach out ministry and God said, that's not what I need you. <laughs> he said, I, I need you doing something different. Mm -hmm. And um, with this, this 
title that I'm giving you, I'm going to be in it, mm -hmm. but it's going to be for everybody to be able to come and speak their truth. Come on. And their voice will be heard. And so I, I started seeking God, and I was like, okay, God, I, I definitely want to be in alignment with you. Mm -hmm. And so when I did, um, God gave me convos with Jazzy Joe Tuxia. Mm -hmm. Originally, I had podcasts, but because I have such a good person that has came in my life that's helping me, we um, changed it to what it is, mm -hmm. what God, which I knew it, but I was kind of afraid. I ain't going to lie. Because I wanted to put Top Show, but I was afraid mm -hmm. to. But I knew that's what God told me. Mm -hmm. That was my platform. Because God had already told me, I'm giving you your platform. Right. Why are you not using it? Come on. You know? And so when I did, I was like, okay, God, combos with Jazzy Joe. Talk shop. I was like, what do you want me to do with this, God? What, what are you saying? What are you saying? And so um, combos mean conversation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was just short for conversation. And I told God, I said, well, God, I, I want to make this not only personal mm -hmm. for me, but personal for them to feel comfortable enough to come and be on the platform with me. And I said, so I want not only a welcome, um, but a, a logo, but I also want um, an, um, what is it that um, I'm trying to say? Um, an objective or um Vision, mission. vision, miss. Okay. So why, why God gave me this? And so um, when He gave it to me, I said, "Oh my God, I got to hurry up and write this before I um, <clears throat> forget about it." Mm -hmm. And so um, I said, "Well, God, you know <clears throat> me. I, I love you know just being jazzed. You mm -hmm. know, people say, where did you get that name from?' You know, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. It's just." Somebody called me Jazzy one day and just went from there and I've been calling Jazzy Joe for years. And so I said, I wanted that to be able to, I want people to be able to feel what God has given me. I want them to feel the love, feel the jazz that every morning when God wakes me up, I want them to be, I want them to feel the same happiness, the, the same joy, you know, the same gift, the to be happy, you know, mm -hmm. everybody, you know, when people get up in the morning, some people don't feel that happiness. Right. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me, you know. And so I was like, okay, God, what, what can you give me? And I, I always ask my children, you know, come on. I throw things out. I say, y'all help me with this and that. And so we thought about Jazzy Jims with a Z, mm -hmm. J-E-M-Z. And so they would say, and so they were like, well, Mama, why, you, why do you want gems in it? And um, I told them, I said, I want gems in it with diamonds mm -hmm. as a logo, the gems, and music 
behind it, music site. And they said, Mommy, you can't see. <laughs> and I laughed about it because God knows out of all my children, my mama's children, I'm the only one that didn't get the voice. The rest of them got songbirds, okay? My mother was a singer out of this world. But when God delivered me and gave me my voice back, not only did I not stop singing and praising for him, mm. but see, that gem that was found inside me mm -hmm. was once rough, was once dirty, mm. was once deep down in the sea. Mm -hmm. That he had to reach way down and pick up and clean up and break up. I had to go through that roughness. Mm -hmm. I had to go through those relationships. I had to go through that molestation in order to be the gem that he wanted me to be for him. So as long as God breathed, in my breath, mm -hmm. in these lungs, give me the strength. I'm going to be that jazzy gym that he has allowed me to. So my logo for jazzy gym is not signing off, but singing off. Because my children say, Mama, every morning when you wake up, the first thing you sing is, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. So my words say, make a joyful noise. That don't mean I got to sound good, but I'm making a joyful noise to the Lord. So what God has given me is everything that he wants me to give his people. And so when he gave this to me, he wanted, he wanted the people to know that not only are there his gems as well, mm -hmm. but he has given me this platform, not just for my story, but for theirs. Mm. Not just so I can share, but so they can share. Mm -hmm. So they can also come out of that roughness, out of that darkness, out of that grave, out of that casket, you know, and allow God to reach way down and pick them up and go through that life journey. Just like he allowed me to pick up my pen mm -hmm. and write that first book. Come on and get healed and give birth after 10 years. Mm -hmm. And for 10 years, I was sick and having epilepsy seizures. Mm -hmm. For 10 years for being disobedient to God. Because I said, I'm gonna wait till that person dies before I tell that story because I didn't want to embarrass nobody. I didn't want to embarrass my family. I didn't want to put my, you know, mm -hmm. Laundry out. And God said, no, that's not what you're doing. You are starting your healing, not only with yourself, but in your family. And with your family. And you would be surprised 
how close-knit we are now, how much joy we have now, how much we talk, how much better we are. We have been in counseling. We have bonded. Let me tell you something. God didn't put counseling there just to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day where I grew up, they said we didn't believe in Oh, baby, it's there for a reason. Yes, God is our counselor, but he also gave us counselors for a reason. Oh, I ain't ashamed to tell you. I ain't ashamed because that's why I'm here. Because of every person and place he has put me in. So, see, it, it, I, it's, it's not an accident mm -hmm. that I'm here. It's not an accident that all this happened to me. It's not an accident that I almost died two years ago. It's not an accident that four months ago that they told, told me I wouldn't make it. I, I, I wouldn't be here within three months. Mm. It's not an accident that they said I wouldn't pass 47 years old and here I am 56. It's not an accident. It's not an accident. So like I said, it's time for our voice to be heard. It's time for those gems to come up and dust themselves out with the help of the Lord and shine like they're supposed to and sing until somebody else is getting saved, delivered, and set free. Amen. Come on. Whoo. <laughs> but God. So the thing about being the host of this show, I'm also I also do the topics for the show as well. And you've been <laughs> you've been hitting all the topics we're about to talk about. Wow. Yes, because you said it that you didn't get healed. You wasn't getting healed for yourself. You was getting healed for your family. Because the something that people don't know is that if we don't get saved, healed, and delivered from our traumas, our triggers, and our tantrums, Ooh. if it's not Ooh. transformed, Ooh. it'll be transferred. If we don't get saved, healed, and delivered from it, yes. it will go on to generations beyond. Generation cursed after generation. Because we'll dive deep into it later. Because the very thing we don't know about is, do you know before Abraham had Isaac, Abraham wasn't sure about his promise with God. Mm -hmm. Right? And then he had Ishmael. And then he had Isaac. Mm -hmm. Isaac had Jacob. Not Jacob. Whoa, whoa, back up, back up. Who was Isaac? We'll go deep into it later. But Isaac's son beget Esau and Jacob. Mm -hmm. If you don't know about Esau and Jacob, they were twins. twins. Mm -hmm. But Jacob, even in the womb, wasn't sure about who he was. That's it. That's 
So he grabbed on to his brother. Yes, he did. Came out fighting. And then he manipulated his father for his brother's birthright. Because of what Abraham went through, because it wasn't acknowledged, it wasn't healed, it went on to later generations. Yeah. Yeah. When when I heard the pastor preach this very text, he also said, he said this one thing, it was, you may have God in your heart, uh-huh. but you have your grandpa in your bones. My God. Woo. Come on now. And, and what that means is, yes, you may know who God is, but you you still have some family ties in you. Mm-hmm. So, chain breaker, huh. generational curse breaker, on, that, that's a big thing. A lot of people are saying it, but a lot of people don't know the depths of it. Mm-hmm. That that means you're going to you're going to face some things. Um, I, I seen someone post when I posted this flyer a while ago. I seen someone post that when you're forced to face it, it that that's a different look. Like when you're forced to face the trauma, uh-huh. listen, it, that's a whole another story. Yeah. Yeah. When you're forced to face it. You see that that some of us are born to be chain breakers, to be yeah. curse breakers in yeah. our family. Yeah, and we're we're going to be facing mm-hmm. some things, but we can't run from it. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic that we're going to talk about later. We can't run from it. We have to face it. There's going to be some tri- there's going to be some triggers. Yeah, and we are going to throw some tantrums. Yeah. But the thing is, as long as you're with God, as long as you're able to get up, pick up your mat and walk, God is going to be with you. He's going to show you the way through, and you're going to be saved, healed, and delivered. Not only you, your family. That's it. That's it. Generations after you. Mm. Mm. Amen. So that that is all we have for tonight. Listen, we can go on a lot more, but we're gonna end here and we're gonna continue with this. We're gonna continue on with this series. And I just wanna thank everyone for watching and being a part of Into the Deep, where we're diving deep into being saved, healed, and delivered. No more traumas, no more triggers, and no more tears. That's not a saying, but that's a declaration. And we decree and then we declare that. So don't just read it. I want I don't want us just to read it. I want us to decree and declare that over our life. I want us to decree and declare that, that we're not gonna have any trouble. We're not gonna have any more trouble. We're not gonna have any more That is the a declaration. That is matter of fact, that is into the deep declaration for this year. Amen. We're gonna go into we're, we're gonna go into 2024 better than what we are in 2020. Amen. 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 We're not going to stay at home the 31st. We're going to stay at home tonight. That's right. We're going to go together. Right. Amen. I just want to thank I just want to thank our guest, Jackie Joe, for being a amazing guest with us tonight. And let this is the thing. If you're a guest on Into the Deep, I want you, I want to promise this tonight. You're not, it's not going to be a, the first time, it's not going to be the last time. Amen. Matter of fact, God is working some things in my head. <laughs> 
But I want to thank everyone for being a part of this episode and watching with us. But I just want to let you know, don't just watch, share. Share this episode with someone who needs, that you think needs this episode. Just share it with someone that the first person that pops up then you share. Share it on your page, share it on your Instagram, your whatever platform you want to share. And let's just share this word with someone else. Amen. Again, I want to thank you for watching and tuning in and continue diving into the deep. Amen. Turn it off! Yeah!